All right, we are officially live here uh, in the sit-down of the Built-in Buffalo Network, of course, presented by Dove's Famous Wings. I am the Buffalo Sauce Guy. You can follow me on Twitter at Buffalo Sauce Guy. Joined here with my co-host, as always, and by the way, Montage, I haven't heard you tell me yet if my microphone, and no, it was not plugged in this entire time, buddy. (laughs) As he gets the microphone going, this is the sit-down here live every Saturday night, 7 p.m. Mafia Montage with the Sauce God. Hit him up, brother. Now, Montage, I was actually just kidding with you. I wanted to test run because I wasn't here last week. I know that you actually got to fill in for me last week as the host. You did an incredible job. Your buddy actually seemed like he knew what he was talking about as well. So it's great to be back this week. I know everybody's kind of like, what are they going to talk about this week? Well, it is, of course, Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow. We've got to discuss some of the things the Bills did offensively that I didn't like, that I did like, and much more as we head into the offseason uh, off season officially. So if you're just now tuning in, hit that like and share your life here in the sit-down on the Built the Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter montage. Let's get that introduction kicked off. Yes, welcome into the sit-down on the Built in Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, I am your host, the Sauce God, on Twitter, at Buffalo Sauce God, joined here with my co-host, as always, Mafia Montage, at Mafia Montage on Twitter. So first and foremost, Montage, it's good to be back to talk with you. How are you doing this weekend? How you doing, Bill's Mafia? How we doing? Feeling good. I'm uh, glad to be home, been traveling quite a bit last couple weeks here, so uh out to detroit cross eight mile over to kalamazoo and uh getting some welch's juice made there so uh feeling good tonight brother so how you doing i know uh had a little snafu with the timing sorry folks and we had a little microphone blip there at the first but we're all good and we're ready to talk some bills and some super bowl football right ain't so, it uh, weird though that tomorrow was super bowl sunday because it's like it crept up on us number yeah. one but it's like it just doesn't feel like super bowl sunday i don't know if it's because the bills aren't there or what but it definitely has it doesn't feel like super bowl sunday to me no buzz, I mean, the really, Eagles yeah. and the chiefs that's a matchup to talk about so we are going to dive into that as well as who do mafia montage and i both think is going to win this game but one thing i actually really wanted to focus a lot of today on was the prop betting picks a lot of people here 
in the state of New York are now able to, of course, uh, legally sports bet if you're 21 or older. So prop bets are a really fun way to get in on the action for some, you know, of course, for those that like to gamble a little bit more, for those that don't like to gamble very much. Prop bets is a really fun way to kind of get into it. So we're going to dive into some of that. We're going to give some of our picks for that as well. But also keep those comments flowing in because, (laughs) hey, we're live here in the sit down and we love connecting with the fans. So we're happy to have you guys here joined us with uh, us tonight. It is, of course, Saturday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Saturday night here in the Build the Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So Mafia Montage is moving to our very first segment. As always, we like to go through these segments. This is Bada Bing. Bada boom. What are some of the good things that you've seen this week in the world of sports montage? I see our guys kind of getting out there in the public view, doing some other things other than just football. So, I mean, we had um, the since the last show, we had the uh, Pro Bowl games and things like that. Um, had some had several Bills players out there doing some things. Uh, Diggs caught a nice pass from Trevor Lawrence and. Um, you know, some skills competitions and stuff like that, that I kind of like, and then some interviewing, you know, uh, Gabe Davis sat down with people. Stefan Diggs has been saying some things, um, you know, love to hear he's so damn competitive, you know, and I think that he's hitting it right on the head there. As you saw guys like, um, the bills chat pod, part of built in Buffalo and built in Buffalo, uh, tweeting out today, you know, that we, you know, we want to win. And so if, if you show someone show digs, someone that uh, likes losing or is okay with it, you know, he's going to call him a loser and that's not who digs is. He wants to win. He's highly competitive and I love to see it out of the guy. So, um, you know, tell us more about what you guys think in the chat here. Let me know how spot on you think digs is with, with being so competitive, he wants to win. And uh, you know, I think that's the right attitude to have. So one of the things that I actually saw that was really beautiful in the world of sports, of course, we had the NFL Honors Award. Um, and hold on one second. We had the NFL Honors Award, and that right there is where we see the NFL MVP awarded, Coach of the Year, that kind of stuff. And it actually turns out that the man who was in charge of the CPR for DeMar Hamlin received a first place Mm -hmm. vote in the MVP award voting. So I thought that that was pretty incredibly special, right? And and Montage, I know we've talked about DeMar Hamlin nonstop here in the sit down, but wow, what a beautiful thing. I mean, because really the NFL MVP award should be going to none other than JA 17, right? So if you're not going to vote for Josh, you might as well vote for somebody that actually had, had a diff- made a difference, obviously, in, in the life of somebody, um, especially when it came to life and death. So, Montage, I thought that that was a really special moment, um, especially to, to recognize the people on. that are – what's that? Uh, to add to that, you know, someone came out and said they're going to be very surprised or that they guaranteed that Hamlin's going to play again too. So what a freaking beautiful thing to hear this week um, that he, he might suit up again and play the game of football. That's kind of cool. I mean, it was definitely really awesome to see how he was able to speak. Um, And it's good to hear that the end of the conspiracy, well, for the most part, the end of the conspiracies that he has a body double and that it's not actually DeMar Hamlin and all this other nonsense. But I thought that that was a really incredibly special moment just because sometimes we forget to, to... to recognize those that are not as famous, you know what I mean? And and it's sometimes really quick to forget 
that DeMar Hamlin didn't just keep himself alive on his own. You know what I mean? Some Sometimes people forget who it is. So this person being able to be recognized, of course, um, and receiving a first place vote. I forget what his exact name is. I wanted to say it on the show, but I thought that that was really awesome. So that's my moment about it, Bing. One of the good things that we've seen in the world of sports this week, of course, for myself and Montage. But if you guys are out there in the comments, keep those comments flowing. We are live here in the sit-down on the Built-In Buffalo Networks, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, this is the built. Uh, this is sponsored and presented by Duff's Famous Wings. Built-In Buffalo is in partnership with PLB Sports. Picasso's Pizza West, Her, New York, and Ticket IQ as well. Now we're going to move on to another segment, and this is where it gets a little bit more negative, and that's going to be forget about it. What are some of the ugly things that we have seen in the world of sports? Montage, I'll let you start us off here as well, my friend. Forget about it. What made you want to say forget about it in the world of sports? Yeah, I think the um, just the constant... Uh bickering i think in sports as overall you know with i think we touched on it last week a little bit too in the sit down and i'm kind of reusing that it's just there's just a lot of um kind of craziness in sports right now the nba has kind of an all-time high of kind of arguments and fighting going on i mean we had the season start some of the biggest trades going down in nba too by the way kevin durant being traded i mean you're talking about one of the best players in the nba blew the blew the nets right up and then they come out and they uh they beat the Bulls, so uh, the Bulls' effort in that game was actually one of the worst things I've seen, ugly things I've seen this week, uh, mostly because I thought they, they might win or at least be able to get up by 10 and get me that early win on the uh, on the DraftKings there. But, uh, yeah, um, you know, I think that it's just, uh, just I think, overall, um, some of the negativity just in general, I think uh, kind of would like to see it go away. And, um, yeah, I'm guilty of it myself. I just – think that we need to kind of um get with people here and and get with our own and kind of uh you know uplift everybody so yeah i think the thing that i wanted to talk about that i just uh, what i thought was an ugly moment in the world of sports this week and and montage maybe it sounds incredibly biased when i say this but pat mahomes getting the mvp award and I know that I was just talking about the MVP award, obviously being uh, with the vote going towards the member of DeMar Hamlin's, uh, the medical staff that kept him alive. But Pat Mahomes winning MVP this year. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I agree with it. I figured if there's going to be another person that was eligible, well, I'm sorry, not eligible, somebody that maybe earned the right to win the award enough to me, other than Josh, Josh Allen, and, and not in a biased way, would have been Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts and those Eagles looked like the best team in football for really, if you look at the entire year, knowing what the Buffalo Bills uh, produce as a result of their season, the Eagles were the best team in football. And Jalen Hurts was the, was really, really good and efficient, and he didn't make a lot of mistakes. And I thought that Pat Mahomes is up there in interceptions. Where's the same narrative that, uh, when you compare him to Josh Allen? Josh Allen's a turnover machine. I don't see Pat Mahomes getting that same slander, that same hate, right? But the guy goes to win an MVP award. It almost makes you wonder how biased the NFL is towards Mm -hmm. a guy like Pat Mahomes. Now, Montage, this is something I kind of wanted to dive into a little bit here. Are we seeing the NFL starting to favor 
the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes similar, uh, similar, similarly the, to the way that we saw them do so with the Patriots and Tom Brady? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm as much as I hate to hear it, I mean, the guy led the league in yards and touchdowns, and he lost effectively, you know, one of the best weapons in football in Tyree Kill. So, um, you know, I totally understand it's uh, the narrative um, is there too. It just uh, it gets frustrating and we kind of see it year after year, you know, kind of one of those things where it's like, give it to somebody new. But I, I think this year it's a little bit different with the way he still kind of came out and um, and put up the stats with one of his weapons kind of going away. So um, he obviously has one of the greatest tight ends in history of football to throw it to. So it's not like he has no weapons there, but uh, you know, I, I think it's just at least um, for me, I think I can at least see a little bit of why, uh, why they would lean towards him, but I would have liked to see, you know, I think the Eagles were one of the, you know, teams, like you mentioned, that it's kind of the class of the league. And I think you'll show tomorrow and a little preview, a little foreshadowing, right? So, um, they, they were really good. I think it's something that, uh, you would have liked to see uh, a little bit more weight be put towards that. Like you said. Yeah, I do think, you know, losing Tyree kill, it showed a lot of how great Tyree kill was, but it also showed Pat Mahomes could definitely still play without Tyree kill, but let's not act like they didn't go get him some replacement weapons mm -hmm. and Juju Smith, Valdez Scantling. Kadarius Tony. It's not like they didn't go and get guys that could still play the game of football next to Pat Mahomes. So it gets a little bit on my nerves that all this this love for Pat Mahomes without yeah. any of the same slander that comes towards our guy Josh, right? For sure. So, yeah, I get it. I get that. They're both and, and of you know, course top of the Pat league, Mahomes so. is very good. The Chiefs were very good. They are in the Super Bowl. They have there's nothing that I'm saying that is supposed to be saying, hey, these guys weren't good enough. I just, again, where is the same slander towards Josh? And we beat them. You know what I mean? Like, we beat them in the regular season, and the Chiefs beat them. I'm sorry, the Bengals beat them in the regular season as well. Of course, they lose to them in the postseason, but in a matchup that was really close for the most part, right? But is Pat Mahomes that much better than guys like Josh Allen and all that. I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait till next season to see montage. It kind of sucks to say that, but um, I just, again, if you're going to have players that, that have similar stats, you know, let's have the narrative be a little bit, a narrative be less negative towards one. If you're not going to have it as negative towards the other, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah. yeah. I think there's always, you know, some favorites and things like that, that go into play and it's really frustrating. So I mean, I don't think that um, the two are far off, but, you know, at the end of the season, you got to give the award to somebody. And, um, you know, I think. I think Jalen Hurts I, deserved the award more, but I, I like what Royce said that, you know, Jalen's going to more than likely win uh, Super Bowl MVP, which yeah. I would like that because I am rooting for the Eagles tomorrow. Um, and more on that, too, guys, if you are just now tuning in, you are live here in the sit down on the Build the Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, of course. With myself, the Sauce God, and Mafia Montage, this is presented by Duff's Famous Wings. We're going to have some Super Bowl predictions ahead of us, as well as our Super Bowl prop uh, prop betting picks. We'll go in order from things like coin toss and all that much more to have some fun with you guys out there. But keep those comments flowing. If you haven't done so already, hit that like and share. If you're watching on Twitter, hit the retweet button, hit the follow button, and then come on over to YouTube. Subscribe to us. 
Join in on the comments so you can have fun with us live here in the sit down. But let's move on, montage to our next subject. And yes, we have got to take a small look at some things from this previous season, even though it didn't result in a Super Bowl victory. And even though we're not playing tomorrow, we still have got to look at some of the things that we did well and some of the things that we didn't do so well as we are looking to build our offense up for next season and looking to have something more efficient and effective. So, Montage, let's talk about it, my friend. Building on the offense for next season, you said you had some stats for us. Let's get into it. Yeah, I think it's interesting to look at some of these things. You're going to have a departure probably of Devin Singletary, right? So you're going to have some guys not coming back, and then it'll be interesting to see what we can build on. And this what the obviously the name of the segment for building is, you know, what are the building blocks, okay? So we have Stefan Diggs, you know, top five or six in the league in almost every category. So you have um, – Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, right? Those kind of guys. Um, so Diggs tied for third in touchdowns, okay? So only Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey had more. In yards, you have third. Um, this is including playoffs, so excuse me. And then receptions, you have fifth as well. So, I mean, this guy's putting up stats, and he's still wanting the ball more, which is great because he's still, at the end of the day, you know, 16 catches behind the leader in catches. He's still uh, 19 targets behind the leader in targets. And, you know, he even played, I played the same, he missed one regular season game, that's why. But, you know, I was going to say, they, they made it farther than Justin Jefferson, but they did actually play that same number of games because Diggs didn't play one. So, um, you know, but you... He wants to be number one in all those categories. No mistake about it, right? So he's our first building block. Um, you know, I think that there's some stuff that came out about his brother wanting to play with him and stuff. I think that whole thing last year was a little bit more so to bring um, his brother Travion to to Buffalo, and then this year the, the narrative is to you know send him Dallas. It's not happening. You know, he's going to be a Buffalo Bill. He wants to be a Buffalo Bill. And um, he said last you know, year about how this was planning to this was his contract extension to get him to retire as a Buffalo Bill. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's no mistake about it. He wants to be here and he's put up big numbers. And I think, you know, statistically this year he was really good. Um, there's some improvements that can be made, obviously, and we'll go through that. But, um, you know, Stefan Diggs is building block number one. He's a really good building block. Then we have our rookies. I'm going to go to them next. We have Cleo Shakir and James Cook. Really good progress from beginning of season to end of season. That's what we wanted to see. And then as they get through their first NFL offseason program, I think you guys will really kind of see how Gabe Davis kind of came out on his um, first NFL offseason and, and improved. And that's what you're going to see from these guys. And I know, um, you know, Chad Hall's not here now, so that development's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be with a new face. Um, but, you know, those, those two are, are pretty good. Uh, young guys and then obviously as we're hearing in the in the comments here is uh you know we're gonna need to get another receiver and some o-line uh, you know in the draft i think 100 percent agree with that you know, roy is saying so uh and roy let us know if you're talking draft or free agency or you don't care how just get it done um but yeah i think that um you know i think you know tyler's coming in cook's good enough 
Um, yeah, I think he is. He I think started holding out of the ball towards the end of the season yeah. a heck of a lot more. He made less mistakes, way, way yeah. more. I know it stinks when you start your career off with a fumble, so he's going to have that tied to him. But um, hey, I it's only he, you can only go up from there. Is the yeah. way that I try again. To yeah, everything's going to go up. I think you're going to have more training, more um, preparation, and more uh, you know coaching in the pros, and and have this NFL off season that's going to be completely different than what is any other off season he's had to you know to date in his career. So I think you really got to understand. Um, uh, you know, that he, that his progression is key here and that's something we're going to rely on. And then, um, I'm not going to leave out Gabe Davis. I, everyone can hate me if they want to, but Gabe Davis is one of my guys, you know, I've met him. I think he's a great guy and I understand football is more than just about being a good person, but at I the end of the day, I like he, that he's, he's got to be here. a big body. And I think he's, you know, he's a hell of a, a red zone target. He's definitely, um, scored up his share of touchdowns so far. So, you know, I really think that, you know, that, that game against Kansas city wasn't a fluke, you know, he's got the talent to not necessarily we, do that every game, he but he's got plays. Yeah. So that's one thing I actually, let me, and, and I mean to stop you, but I, I no, do think it, that this yeah. is something I, I definitely want to, I want to focus on this aspect is that Gabe Davis, I think was injured most of the year, either with something yeah. with his foot or his ankle. I don't know which, whatever, but something was hobbling him to the point where his, his production was not as consistent he made more drops. He made less toe taps. Sure, I think most of that was due to injury. I think Gabe Davis is really good. With, uh, number one, with his size. Number two, with his speed. And number three, with his playmaking ability. I also think that the biggest thing that he has got is chemistry with Josh Allen. He actually watched a video of him saying about how he thinks he's one of Josh's top five people in yeah, his life. Exactly. And, you know, it's about how they approach everything the same. And I believe in stuff like that. I like Gabe Davis a lot. I, I love his character. I, I like the fact that the kid is a fisherman. The kid does things. You're, you just don't hear about him in the wrong ways. And I like Gabe Davis, and I think that he should be a part of that offense coming into next year. Um now, that's a good question, too, Roy. We'll get into that here in just a moment as well. But uh, Jamison Crowder, that's a tough one because we saw some light, right? But he got hurt. So we'll talk about that here in just a moment as well. But Khalil Shakir is a guy that you've got to give more reps and more command to because he played really well. Khalil Shakir, unlike James Cook, didn't really make mistakes at all during the season, it felt like, right? He's not, he's not committing drops. Didn't commit fumbles, turnovers, anything of that sort of nature. So I like Khalil Shakir to get more production heading into next year. Uh, James Cook definitely has earned my trust after fumbling to start his career. I like that the way that he has come on as of late and his speed is effective. So yeah. if we could yeah, your lack that. of The lack of use, I think, like it's perfect. I was just pulling up the drop percentage for the team. Jameson Crowder leads, but he only, you know, it's a smaller sample size, one drop on the year. And then uh, Cleo Shakir, second, but it's only two drops, you know, so he had less. And then Gabe Davis is the big concerning one, had seven drops, 11% drop percentage. And that's the thing he's got to get rid of next year. And then McKenzie's right behind him at a 10% clip. So you get, you want to be, you know, in the single digits for sure. You obviously don't want to drop any, but, you know, just to be uh, on par, Stefan Diggs had nine drops total this season, which is, most on the team, but he obviously had most targets, most receptions. So his drop percentage only 7%. Um, I like to see that. And that's kind of where, you know, these building blocks are there. 
there's improvement to be made, but these guys are pretty young, pretty skilled. I mean, Gabe Davis isn't old. I mean, he's got a couple years in the league here going into his fourth or, you know, fourth year, I think this year. Um, so it's not like, um, you know, we're aging out here at this position. We have some, some good, you know, talent. I think that um, with, with Dawson Knox and, and then uh, Quinton Morris also, uh, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta get some better execution and things. So, um, you know, I, did you have more to say, I think on that, um, Khalil Shakir yeah. and, and building blocks? I, I just think that with those young guys, like it's, that's, that's the best part about the way that we were able to draft last year with guys like James Cook and Khalil Shakir is that, okay, you might lose guys like Isaiah McKenzie, Jamison Crowder. You might lose guys like Devin Singletary, but now you have guys that fill in those gaps that you know can yeah. play that are, hey, I think paired alongside a first-year offensive coordinator going into second year is a really good thing. Now he's got his set of guys. Now he's got his vision coming to life. And a lot of what was already there was, you know, obviously uh, the remains of Brian Dable's offense. Yeah. So maybe Ken Dorsey has a little bit of a different vision for this offense. Maybe he sees things a different way. Maybe his plan is a little bit different going forward. But I do think that he and some of these young guys are really great building blocks. Gabe Davis has got to be a part of this team. Stephon Diggs will be a part of this team. James yeah. Cook will be a part of this team. Khalil Shakir, those guys, and Dawson Knox as well. So how do we build on that montage? Are there any other things that you want to add to that before we get to some of the offensive best and worst moments uh, to highlight from the season? Yeah, just going back to Roy here. Um, Cousin Eddie's in the building. What's up, Gage? Um, so I think that uh, re-signing Crowder um, will be something I'll look for during maybe towards training camp more. Let's see how the draft, let's see how – uh, the offseason progresses, and I want to see um, if a guy like Hunter Renfro becomes available at the right price for the Bills to get him, because that would be the ultimate slot option right now. I, now, is that, I, is that a guy to overall replace, like, a guy like Cole Beasley for you as well, too? Oh, yeah, 100%. This guy, I mean, it's the next, you know, Cooper Cup is obviously the best slot receiver in the league. And he's well, Hunter Renfro reminds level. me a little bit more of like a Julian Edelman. But but yeah, Renfro is just, you know, um, who was it? Was it Chris Hogan? Was that his name? Um, yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, they call him, you know, 7-Eleven. He was always open and whatnot. And, and it's like, you know, Renfro is, you know, Hogan on steroids. This guy is just um, impressive. And I don't mean that he's taking steroids. I just mean that it's just like you know, a bigger version of, of the guy. So, um, yeah, I think that it's, uh, obviously a big target in the off season would be Hunter Renfro for the slot. I think it would just put any competition to bed. Right. So then you can define other roles more definitively and, um, give these guys kind of more structure. Um, and then it's a question of whether or not McKenzie even gets brought back to the team next year too. Um, if we don't see McKenzie brought back, and they, and they are able to cut them, and then we can get uh, Crowder on the cheap. I think that's a good uh, option as a depth for for that position. I I don't think Crowder's bad. I think he's still got a lot left in him, but it also he got hurt. You got to see what, how he, he deals, what his medicals are. You know, it's like yeah, we'll have to see you know what all that uh, what all that means. And then you know, Levi comes in here. Yeah, Beasley would be great to bring back if we can get him. 
um, back and see, you know, as long as, again, it's, we got to look at what these guys have on their medicals, you know, what are, what are their health going in, you know, is Beasley, um, he played okay. I don't think he was completely washed. So I think, you know, if he's willing to put in the work and, and get the, get ready this off season to, to make a, full a lot of it is going to also know. come down to the big thing that we have failed to mention money. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's, you know, that's exactly what I was saying, Roy. It's like, obviously, he would have to be at, at the price we could get. But, I mean, there's – I'm not, by no means uh, not even a financial guru, you know, in my own personal life, but uh, by no means a salary crap, salary cap wizard. So, Brandon Bean is. He will get that stuff taken care of and get that done. I think we've uh, beat that um, dead horse just enough, you know, like there's plenty of restructuring things that'll be done. And, you know, I'm not going to go through all that, but I think it's, you know, important. It's going to be, um, important for us to focus on building the offense this off season. Um, that's really the big thing too, is we haven't focused on building the offense. We've been so focused on building the defense and defensive line more than anything that, um, and then secondary last year. So I want to go out, spend, I would be, totally great if they go and get the top wide receiver in the draft and even if they have to trade up for it whatever they got to do um you know maybe they can give you know a first and that Oliver or a first and some other player let's say whatever it's gonna you know and maybe some other picks but get up there get the best guy um the guy's name is johnston i think is the, the highest rated guy and he's a 64 monster 215 i read so it's like you know go up there get that guy and uh <laughs> Roy's with me here yeah, I, I got you, buddy. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so so it definitely would be uh, uh, a good idea to um, to get you know the best youngest weapon out there. And um, if the Bills think it's uh, the wide receiver position, which I would I would think that is where they would go, then then great. And then you know, offensive line. You know, I, I agree. We got to do something with it. It's tough. They're not going to be able to keep their MO. I mean, they just never drafted the the first, you know, their first few years, they didn't have to draft for need. They just built their board and they went by it and they thought those were the best players available when they took them. And that's why they were head scratching picks, but they just went and and went by their evaluation and said this is the best guy still available and you know, back-to-back defensive linemen, you know, just uh, <laughs> our guy, uh, witty, not funny sports coming in. Excellent. Love it. Um, so but to sit down as money, I love that. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So, Excellent. so I think that, uh, uh, where we're going with that is that, that we got to get, um, the, the offensive line obviously needs some, some help and then a, a good receiver, uh, I, I would like to oh, get the a good young receiver. So. A ton of help. But their oh. MO has been not to use draft picks on need, and I think that that is going to change drastically this year. I think it started changing a little bit last year. Saw the the cornerback right away, but I think they're really going to have to go for need this year because they don't have the money to pay free agents. You know, on the on the open market. Yeah, especially yeah. offensive linemen. Really good offensive tackles cost a lot of money. So, yeah. hey, that's a good point. But if you guys are just now tuning in your live here in the sit down on the Built of Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, 
This is presented by Duff's Famous Wings. I am your host, of course, the Sauce God, joined here with Mafia Montage, as always. If you're just now tuning in, don't be afraid to hit that comment button and get involved in the discussion here as we are discussing some of the things that the Buffalo Bills have got to focus on in order to build that offense up for next season. So, hey, I wanted to highlight one thing, that one play right here that shows exactly what the Bills' offense is, is capable of, and that was that 98-yard touchdown play to Gabe Davis, right? That was a play that we saw exactly how explosive this offense could be at times. I highlight that because a lot of what we saw what we saw from this Bills offense was we saw at moments they could explode, right? And at moments they could explode so badly that they could lose the football game, right? So that's one of those moments I want to look at. You know, why is that a moment to build on? Because it's Josh trusting his guys at the two-yard line. That we don't, we're not looking for a first down here. We're looking for a damn touchdown. 98 yards. Have that sense of confidence going into next year. Have that sense of it doesn't matter if our back is against the wall. We can go turn this into a 98-yard touchdown. Gabe Davis, always struggling this year. Doesn't matter. All of a sudden he explodes. That's the type of things that I want to see us build on next year. And here's some of the worst moments to highlight. The entire Green Bay game. What were we doing on offense that game? It, it, the, the woes were nonstop. They just, it just was like, what, where is this coming from? That's yeah, when that's most where we kind of start. started coming yeah. to light. And I saw less offensive line. Uh, I'm sorry, more inconsistent offensive yeah. line play, more drops, more stupid mistakes. That's yeah. a game. If I were the Buffalo Bills, I'm looking at that game right there as a game to learn from this entire year. Montage, what do you think, my friend? Yeah, I just want to address one thing in the comments. I I like to go through these comments there. I really appreciate guys interacting with us, so I want to promote that. So, uh, you know, if you're here watching uh, live, you know, participate in the comments. And then uh, I think on Facebook, you can go back if you're watching, um, watching it back. Um, feel free to comment on the on the post or anything. Um, but, you know, I don't think so. I think that the talk with Bean and drafting is going to be a little bit more geared towards utilization of those players. We had a long discussion in the group chat here at with built in Buffalo. And I think that I kind of was persuaded a little bit more towards these guys got to be utilized better. The guys that we are drafting, um, you know, we're, we're dra- you know, we did make that one Terrell Bernard pick in the third round and we just didn't use him. He just couldn't get on the field, which is, you know, that's one pick and it's, a blatant, uh, you know, sore thumb sticking out. But, but beyond that, you know, I think we got to utilize these guys. We didn't utilize Shakir um, necessarily to his fullest extent. I think we did end up giving Cook down the stretch and and really giving him his run. I think he did pretty well. But you know, some of these guys, um, like Ed Oliver and some of these draft picks, they're putting to this rotation. They're not on the field all the time. So you see, you know, when the big talk with Von Miller when he was signed is, oh, what's his snap? percentage going to be is he going to be out every down player and you know he was out there um so you know we got to get a little more consistency i think with uh i love the idea of keeping guys fresh but not everyone is able to just get up and then be there when their name is called and i think that's something we got to address so um you know the best moments were exactly you know kind of what you're mentioning i think you know when we were hitting on those pass routes um and and just you know, getting these guys open space to run, we saw a lot of success. And then when we got into more 
contested areas and we're we're forcing balls in or we're 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 seeing pressures um you know those those yards and and those plays came less and less so um the best thing was you know i think early on we were healthy you know everyone was kind of in sync coming out of training camp and i liked you know the first two games we really rolled and um you know obviously that tennessee game we went to together was just a ton of fun right just rolling up the points yeah. and just seeing well, this we did, team we roll. did also start seeing injuries kind of unfold at that point too which, and that's what which was that, a big uh, reason of a lot yeah. of what derailed us too that's my worst moments to highlight is you know letting guys come free um off off the edge and things like that and getting alan hurt um you know he hurt his elbow two different instances and um just mm. you know we have got Preach. to to button this up we gotta protect and and i think it's just for me, the lack, the worst moment is just seeing the lack of adjustment and the worst moment overall, because it's still in my head, burned into my head is the first drive. Uh, Alan misses digs on that. And it's, I'm not saying it was the easiest throw in the world, but just, uh, you know, he was open and you got to get him the ball. That's your job as the quarterback. So however you can do it, you got a wide open receiver there uh, up the sideline and, and we missed on it and then uh, just got rolled from there. So I think that that was a big uh, big miss early on in the game and we needed to come out and hit on some things right away and we just couldn't and that's uh, the difference in the game so um, you go out um, go out on the on that game and that that kind of sticks with you so you know I think we you know we want to be like you said just the consistency of hitting some of these things um, is going to be big but looking at some of the stats here is this the yards after catch per reception numbers are pretty bad um, overall for the for the full season um, the, the first guy with any types of, you know, snap count is actually Dawson Knox having a 4.1 yards after catch per reception. And then Diggs is less than four yards, 3.7, Isaiah 3.3, Gabe 2.7. That's gotta be better next year. I mean, that's yeah, just, yeah. it's gotta be better. We talk about yak, um, and it's just not enough, man. We gotta, we got to get these up. guys out in open space, get running. I mean, Gabe, you saw that 98-yard um, touchdown. That was, you know, that was a perfect example of what we need to see more consistently. But it's just we're not able to get there. So we got to figure out how um, we got the we got the players, um, and we're gonna we're gonna have players coming next season. I'm not sure who they are yet, but we're gonna have them. And you know, whenever you have uh, Allen back there, you have Diggs on the team you're going to have a chance for success and, and have those moments. So um, Excellent. that's, that's what I got for that segment. Montage, I appreciate you very much. And I appreciate everybody in the comments, of course, thus far. That's all we're going to discuss with the, uh, the Bills heading into the next season. Now, Montage, let's go ahead. Let's get to our Super Bowl predictions and prop betting picks. I'm going to go through some prop bets after our Super Bowl predictions, our final score predictions. And I just want to hear what your thoughts are. I'll give you mine. We're going to run down them. Then we're going to give you the Montage Maniac of the Week, which is who Montage thinks is going to be the Super Bowl MVP, followed by getting saucy, and we'll let you guys get out of here and continue the rest of your week. And so, Montage, let's go ahead. Let's start it off. What do you got for us? Super Bowl final score predictions. So this is uh, just a prediction of what's going to happen, not the score, right? Um, so the... I think that the Eagles win this game by at least 10 points. Um, 
because their defense is really good. And I think that um, Mahomes has been less mobile. Obviously, he had a high ankle sprain. And I think that if he's unable to to move more than what we saw, which I get, he had two weeks to heal. But if he's not able to move around uh, significantly more. He's than handing he has, the ball off on one foot, hopping around. Uh-uh. Uh, and so we'll see that that obviously uh-huh. he's going to come out and uh, give it his best. And I think, you know, he'll be improved. But, you know, I'm not sure what that looks like. And I think the Eagles uh, defense is just um, pretty, pretty stacked and in all three levels uh, from the line to the linebackers and the, the secondary. So I think that it's going to give them troubles. And, uh, you know, it goes into kind of one of the prop uh, deals that we had at the, uh, our, our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy, has got a couple uh specials going for the super bowl they give you uh jalen hurts at higher or lower than 0.5 yards total yards so go there that's a basically a freebie if you go on there and take that and then mahomes has got a a profit boost so you get 30 to 30 times your wager with including this and his number is 317 and a half total yards so i also so I went lower on that on the three seventeen and a half yards. Well, hold on. I want to just get the, the score predictions, then we'll go to, to some prop bets because because yes, some of these prop bets are really funny and they like they show you like terminology that you learn about where it's like what the heck is that? But amazing. Final so, yeah, I think it's a ten point victory. Eagles, by the way, I'm going Eagles thirty to twenty eight. There you 30, go. Twenty eight. Uh, put a number to it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I gotta go thirty four. Uh, 21 Eagles 34 21. So we got we got 30 28 and 34 21. Yep, okay, I like it. Montage, let's take a look at some of these prop bets. Of this, these are coming courtesy of FanDuel, which is your typical sports book. Um, and then I want to get to some of those underdog picks as well. But this is the first sure. one that comes into play every year the coin toss result. I'm picking tails this year. I think it was it was heads three out of the four uh, three of the four last years. I'm picking tails this year. Montage, what about you? I have to root for based upon I'm gonna let this is a really cool prop pool I'm in with my buddy. And um he does it. We used to do it like with just four of three or four of us. Now we're doing like eight, it's up to eight people now, but um it's uh heads and I think I need Casey to win it so that uh the Eagles. Oh, have the so your first... coin toss winner would be Casey as well. I can't remember it now. I guess maybe it's maybe I need the Eagles to call tails, and then I can't remember. Yeah, KC needs to start an offense, I think, and then they need. How about to... this one? Will there with the first play from scrimmage result in a first down? Yes, is plus three thirty. Wow. No, it's minus four fifty. I see those numbers. I'm slamming yes, right? Yeah. Because the first play could be a freaking touchdown. You know what I mean? It could be. I'm slamming no because I need a Kansas City incompletion for the first or interception. (laughs) How about this, too? This is one that I – what is this? Will there be a scoregami, a unique final score? Like, is this like the first first time that the final score will be this? Like, you know, 55 to 51. Um, This is one right here, Montage. Any player to record an octopus – and for those of you in the NFL the world that don't know what an octopus is, that is scoring a touchdown and a two-point conversion on the same exact drive. Wow. 
you put up eight points. Eight points. You yeah, put okay. up an eight-point octopus. Now, montage the plus the odds on that are plus thirteen hundred <laughs> for yes, and minus forty-five hundred for no. Just saying, if you slam no, get out of here. Yeah, I um, gotta go. Yes, man. I'll even I'll even guess that it's Travis Kelsey that does it. I don't care. <laughs> hey, that'd be a good one, or, or like a quarterback. I could see a yeah, quarterback Hurt, doing it too, like yeah. Jalen Hurts. Exactly. You know, runs it in and he punches it yep. for the two point after. But here, hey, here's one right here. Uh, and we're gonna give you one final prop bet each montage. Give him something from underdog, and I'm gonna give him something off of here as well. Um, yeah, the the cool uh, thing, underdog has a bunch of players at you know over under half a TD, so those are cool. But Patrick Mahomes' number at three seventeen and a half. I mentioned total yards rushing and passing. And I went lower. Eagles defense that, so. is really good. Yeah. I could see it going lower. A lot of people I could see slamming over there, like oh, 317. You could just throw that. Yeah. The Eagles defense is really good. Between their pass rush, between their defensive backs, the Eagles don't have a ton of weak points in their game. So, Montage, I really think that is there is there going to be any player to rush for 100-plus yards? And I'm saying yes. I'm saying somebody from the Eagles is, is going to run for over 100 yards. That's plus three ten. So I'm going to take just that, and you know I'm going to take tails on the on the coin toss as well, and I'm going to take the Eagles to win the game. And that's it. There you go. That's what I got, my friends. I got a little parlay going. I got um, Eagles money line, uh, Hurts to have 225 plus passing, and Devonta Smith to have 60 plus receiving. Dude, Travis Kelsey is a minus one fifteen anytime touchdown score. That's crazy. That's I got a $5 free bet, and I just put it on Jody Fortson. So watch out, folks. The plus 1,000 Jody Fortson to score anytime touchdown. Amen to that. I like that very much. Montage, appreciate those picks and appreciate everybody. Let's check in with some of the comments real quick before we move on to our Montage Maniac of the Week. Yeah, we see, see Amen people chime in saying. Uh, you tell them, are- Charles. Yeah, guys hoping for, uh, you know, saying there's not really uh, either team. So uh, Pete's coming in looking for some heartbreak. I think he needs to go listen to some Billy Ray Cyrus. He'll be all right. And then uh, Cousin Eddie here has bet on the coin toss, and he's slamming the yes for one of the bets you mentioned. And I can't remember which one he commented on that one for. So uh, appreciate the comments, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, also, before we get any further, I want to say shout out to 7-1 Slicks. My barbershop, I uh, really appreciate them. They're running a really cool promo right now. If you guys go get your haircut there throughout the month of February, you get entered in a drawing to win a four-pack of tickets to a Sabres game. So go out there, uh, visit 7-1 Slicks awesome. out on Broadway, uh, get entered to win a four-pack of tickets, and uh, uh, tell them that uh, Mafia Montage sent tell you. Tell Montage sent you. Uh, my guy Josh and Dennis out there uh, doing their thing. So uh, hit them up, let them know. Excellent. Well, Montage, I appreciate it and appreciate everybody out there for their likes and shares, their comments. Now we are going to move on to our next segment here, which is a usual every single week. And that is going to be our Montage Maniac of the Week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. What a great story he is. I think the guy works his tail off. Um, you know, obviously a highly touted recruit, plays at Alabama, gets taken out, Tua takes over, goes Ooh. to Oklahoma, works his way, gets to Philly, works his way, starting quarterback, had a hell of a season this year. 
Uh, we said it earlier. We think he's going to be um, the Super Bowl MVP, and I agreed with that. Um, so Jalen Hurts here uh, is your Mafia Montage Maniac of the Week for the Super Bowl. Montage, I love it, my friend. I, this is what I'll say about Jalen Hurts. The fact that the guy never transferred, you know, he never transferred like during the middle of the season. He leaves Alabama when he's eligible to go to Oklahoma, does great things there, is a great teammate there, shows that he could play still, and and comes in the NFL, takes over for a situation where Carson Wentz is on the outs, Doug Peterson's on the outs, and hey, is Jalen Hurts good enough to play? Well, he's got the Eagles in contention in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs this year, so montage, I like it, my friend. Now let's move on to our next segment here, and this is a little segment that we like to call Getting Saucy, and this is presented to you by Duff's Famous (laughs) Wins. Let me tell you something, Montage. It is Super Bowl Sunday. What is it all about? It is all about being safe this weekend. That means no drinking and driving. That means if you're going to get saucy, do so responsibly. Enjoy your chicken wings. Enjoy your betting. Enjoy football action tomorrow because whether the Buffalo Bills are playing tomorrow, it does not matter. It is still Super Bowl Sunday, and that means... That there is no excuse, guys. No drinking and driving. If anybody is in the western New York area and you need a ride, call Uber, call Lyft, call a family. It doesn't matter. Call hit up Mafia Montage on Twitter. DMs. Hey, hit us up, guys, because there is no other person's life, including your own, that is worth the risk this Sunday. So enjoy Super Bowl Sunday responsibly, guys. And, hey, that will conclude. The rest of this entire season as the Bills will get ready to come back strong next year. But that doesn't mean the sit-down is going anywhere, guys. Tune in next Saturday night right here in the sit-down on the Built-In Buffalo Network's Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Of course, this is presented by Duff's Famous Wings. I am your host, as always, Buffalo Sauce God. On Twitter, at Buffalo Sauce God, and my co-host, Mafia Montage, at Mafia Montage, and We all say to you guys, go Bills and enjoy the Super Bowl. Drink responsibly. God bless. Again, go Bills. Go Bills.